You're listening to the Serenity Sister Show here at Sunny Govan Radio, community at its very heart here in Glasgow at 103.5 FM. So I'm just going to be winging it today, guys, because I'm not feeling my best at the moment. But I thought what I would do would be looking at the ways in which we can give ourselves our own MOT and our own service. So looking at the stew pot of all the ingredients that come together to make us the person that we are today in terms of our physiological or physical ailments, our mental health and the way that we are feeling emotionally, spiritually and holistically basically. So I'm going to let you hear that. What we're going through at the moment is about humanity undergoing a change. Those that withstand this test and come out the other side, they will be enlightened beings. And it's very much about focusing on maintaining health rather than the Western approach to curing, all about how we prevent disease and how we reset the body. And it's really hard to sum up in such a short time, but shamanic practices are not all about what many people think they're about. A lot of people immediately retract and think um, and all about hallucinogenic drugs. There is an aspect of plant medicine healing which you can do through the use of ayahuasca and cambo and other hallucinogenic drugs which they use for spiritual growth. That's one element to it but to be honest there's a whole heap of learning that you can do um, through the, the ancient tribes in the Amazon in Peru that have carried these theories with them for so long and a lot of it is to do with us being switched off to the gifts that we used to have and the whole concept that energy is everything and we can travel, we can interpret from our dreams messages from the universe, our spirit guides. We can do um, journeying style of meditations where we can decipher any messages that are coming to us to guide us through our life, but also from a scientific point of view the shaman really knew about how to keep optimum health within the body and basically they, they don't have any cancers or any imbalances of the gut um, they know very much about keeping the balance within the body and how to reset that balance you can use various rituals as well such as what a lot of us feel is, is more modern practice um, with affirmations actually lies in ancient techniques, travelling back and healing the past, so working on your inner child and travelling back through meditation and meeting with your former self and um, discussing things with, with that former you to break off old brain patterns and um, release things which we as a Western culture don't know how to really release. We do such a lot of mental health work within our minds but they bring in the, the physical and physiological aspects and how you have to rebalance the gut and the endocrine system as well as healing the past. You do soul retrieval work which is to do with the fact that when you go through any trauma in your life, even if it's small trauma, what you find you do is in order to adapt to that trauma and get through it, you lose a part of yourself so I guess you lose a part of your soul and before you know it subconsciously what you've done is anytime you're faced with that emotion again whether it's in a different form of situation if that emotion is triggered 
then we go back to the same pattern that we used the first time round to, to deal with that. So from a psychology point of view, it's all really interesting. You can help to obviously heal those past wounds and go back and retrieve parts of yourself that you've actually lost, which I recognised in myself actually, looking back at some parts of my life where I adapted to some stress or some heartache. It wasn't until time had passed and I thought, wow, there's parts of me that that I don't know where they've gone. I used to be a pure hoot or um, I used to be more outgoing or I used to be more childlike and more joyful or, you know, aspects of myself that I felt had slipped away somehow. And you can pinpoint these moments and you can go back in um, shamanic journeying meditation. You can help get some advice from your meditations, from your dreams on how to unlock this code and, and retrieve um, the key to this undoing basically and how to repattern your brain. There's all sorts of things like writing down stuff that you need to let go of, a fire ceremony to let go of the legacy of the bad history that we've had, humanity, right up until this moment, all of the greed and all of the the suffering and the, the pain and the anger and the power struggles, everything that that has come to be is going to be released through the fire ceremony and you can do this yourself quite often you can write down things that you feel are no longer serving purpose in your life write it down on a piece of paper and burn it putting it into a physical ritual really helps for you to let go of that and something engages in the brain to allow you to let that go even more so than just doing the likes of cbt or forms of counseling alone it works alongside all of that really well, helping remind us about our ancestors and why this is an important transition and why we need to stay positive because you suddenly have a perspective shift and you'll feel good about the change that's to come and you want to be part of it as well. So I really believe that it can't harm you. And if you're interested in learning more about shamanic stuff, then that would be a good insight for you. Um, but I personally feel that that was a huge turning point in my life a few years ago when I had some really bad health problems and I was going through some chronic illness at the time. I wanted to learn about resetting the whole system and I love how it just integrates everything, body, mind, spirit, and it focuses on the fact that we're just walking energy. We've just hijacked these vessels for a certain amount of time and um, we've come away really from our roots and this helps you to just really realise that we live in an illusion and we can reset that illusion and a lot of systems might begin to fall away very soon and people are fearful of that but we have to have faith these systems do need to fall away because we've just fabricated them and then um, we've become desensitised to everything in our lives that isn't really correct but we have deemed that as as normal so I'm really looking forward to when going back to normal isn't quite normal anymore and it's some some really good progress. So now I've got you intrigued I'm going to let you hear a little bit of an insight into energy energy being everything really Everything that we've stripped down and the ways we've looked into things scientifically is now all screamingly heading towards the realisation that everything really is all about energy. 
what we emit, the frequency that we're on, the frequencies we choose to absorb, how we adapt to energies around us, how we adapt to the energies as a collective, how we contribute to the collective, and really what we manifest. Um, It's often really all down to realising that we create our own reality. And this is something that's mind-boggling when you've been brought up in a Western culture, a culture which, when you feel that obstacles are getting thrown in your way, that it's really invalidating to hear someone say something like that, that, you know, it's all in your head, you can change everything. It's really all about learning the contradictions in life as well. Things can coexist, you know, things can be obstacles that are placed in your way for growth, but also it's realising that in order to handle these obstacles, having a different mindset can be really what brings about the best ways for growth and decides whether it's going to be a cycle that's on repeat or something that you can override and um, ascend and basically raise your vibration so that you begin to experience other opportunities in life. And of course, that can take a long time. I've been there myself where you feel like almost a bitterness towards those who seemingly have been dealt a better hand. But, you know, we've all come into this life and we've all got our own soul journey and we all really come to the same conclusions at the end of this long universal journey. I'm going to let you hear a little bit of conversation about energy and if you are the person that adapts to energy or if you in fact bring your own to contribute, if you adapt in a healthy and positive way, or if you adapt in a way which is detrimental to your own frequency. So what kind of energy type are you? There's two different personality types. There's one person that would wake up and think, wonder what's gonna happen today. I wonder what today's gonna bring. Or would it be, I wonder what I can bring to today, I wonder what I can contribute and how it's going to go. Um, And there is quite a distinct difference between those two ways of approaching your day and it can be good to try and just be aware of your mindset. Same goes for before you go into a room for instance, are you the kind of person that would feel nervous and ask yourself, I wonder what's going to happen when I go into this room? I wonder how it's going to go? Do you adapt to the energy of the room or do you bring your energy into the room? Because there's a real difference there. If you decide on how you're going to bring yourself into an environment, that can play quite a big role in how things react with you. Of course, we can't control others, but the energy in which you emit can be a huge factor in what frequencies are drawn to you and are attracted to you and the outcome of that particular scenario. So you'll see that going along the lines of being the person who is wondering what the energy is like in that room and going in and joining that energy and trying to navigate around it is a bit like handing your power over to everything and every obstacle in your way in life or which 
you have interpreted as being in your way. So it could seem like it's a power struggle, but it's not. We all own our own auras and we've all got the ability to decide what other frequencies to take on, what we can bounce back from um, and what we can emit. And it's easy when we've become so clogged up in this modern society, how our mind can get stretched in so many other ways that we're clinging on to all of these default thought patterns, this need for validation, this need to, I guess it's ingrained. It's ingrained from our past experiences, what we're seeking. And most of the time you'll find that you have really got down to one or two modes of um, approaching anything in life when it comes to meeting up with other human beings, going into um, a job, going into a situation, an event, an experience, an opportunity. Are you going into that with what can you get or what can you gain from this? If you're opening yourself with a real hunger for a gain, then that can be quite repellent to other people without realising. And really it's deep down a need for a success or an inner confidence or an inner self-worth. So it's quite crazy how something that really is all down to a lack of self-worth can become quite an intense energy on the outside if you're not thinking about how you're approaching other people and situations with your energy. So sometimes it's good to stop and check in with yourself and ask yourself, what energy am I giving out? Am I looking like a a scavenger? Am I a hunter? Am I looking to just gain? Almost like an energy vampire. These people can not realise that they're draining others and to the extreme in this realm you're looking at narcissism as well which is a hugely increasing personality type in our society and it's something that we need to speak more about and I will be covering that probably in my next show but back onto the way in which we are stopping and checking in with ourselves, You can be also the kind of person that is going into a situation with what can I give and quite often that's been corrected a lot when it comes to self-love and self-care. Our modern way of approaching self-care is telling you to look more at yourself and be selfish but there's a great paradox there because really in order to receive you have to be open to giving and if you have put up a barrier of I'm sick and tired of being used and abused and it's time for me and me only and I will do what I want and I will hold my ground. That also gives off quite a repellent energy. So it's good to check in with yourself, explore all of the things that you've picked up along the way and if you're interested particularly in the soul retrieval part of shamanic practice you can also look that up. You can look into things like Louise Hay, that's a real good starting book. You can heal your life, that can give you some ideas. Also we're looking at other ways to approach it through um, things like the law of attraction but basing it loosely on the secret rather than going for the full approach of um, materialism and, and visualising an abundance of wealth. There is a saying um, in Buddhism and it is you're only as wealthy as what you give. So I guess that's the kind of idea of it. it. It's all very much tying up with giving and receiving. You've got to give a little in order to receive and you've got to be open to receiving in order to give. And it's really interesting to look into the areas where you might have built up walls. 
you will find that everything integrates and you can go full circle and things can coexist in such a way where you can't look at healing the mind without healing the body and you can't heal the body without healing the mind. So it's looking at everything that comes together in order that the cycle and the integration of each bodily system and each chakra and your emotional state, how it impacts the mind and how the mind impacts the rest of the physiological factors of the body and the endocrine system, the digestion and how the digestion in turn affects the mind. And of course, many people believe in the power of the mind being able to overpower absolutely everything, but we can't really underestimate the impact that the things that we have created in our modern lifestyle, all of the synthetic things, the ways that we have in fact tampered with nature and the ways in which we have managed to alter our internal environment because of the man-made things we have created. And these can come through substances through our food sources, the ways in which we have used the soil and changed the, the balance of the soil and the ways in which we treat our animals and how everything really does interconnect. And there are all sorts of things that can manifest from that as well. And the ways in which we have become so accustomed to using so many everyday products in an abundance that we're underestimating the impact that that might have on our livers. And it's a really interesting concept to look at when it comes to the liver being overloaded with toxins because compared to someone from about 200 years ago, there is a lot of work that the liver um, and the kidneys and the waste system of our body has to do compared to our great-great-grandmothers. So it's really not trying to invalidate that as well. It's realising that treating everything as a whole is really key for us to move on from this period in humanity and hopefully when they look back on it in history books they'll see that we realised after a while that um, we completely took the blindfolds off and we weren't just blaming those above or seemingly above and that the power was within us as well and we had lost touch a lot with much of the ways in which we were connected with things and be able to realise how we would indeed be affected. So it's bringing that to light and having the the ways and means to move forward and make positive changes, even if it's just small changes that happen over a long period of time, they can really have a ripple effect. The first half of the show I've been covering, really looking at why this is a good time to evaluate things and to move forward in a positive way, looking at the ways in which perhaps modern living and our culture and our imprints have maybe been getting in our way and how to look at things from a different perspective and also how energy is everything and asking yourself what type of energy do you bring or do you contribute? What kind of energy type are you? and how it could be perhaps building some walls into you being able to receive and opportunities and challenges to be on repeat in your life or to be more of an elimination. So moving on from the energy concept, I wanted to just balance that out with chatting to you about how we are influenced by the things that we digest. So 
from a food and a fluid perspective, but also the things which we absorb through our skin and through our lungs, as well as through our minds, what's projected at us on a daily basis and how we decide to interpret that. And if you'd like to catch the podcast, it will be popped on my website, which is ouijiwellbeing.co.uk under the podcast section. I am also known as Ouija Wellbeing which is a social enterprise that I've started during lockdown and Serenity Sister is my radio name and online social media platform name. So you can catch me as well. The links are on um, the serenitysister.co.uk page. Um, You can find me on Instagram under saffron underscore Jennifer if you'd like to find out a little bit about what I'm all about and why I'm doing this. Um, and yeah, come off on a wee bit of a tangent with me, follow me up the Yellow Brick Road and do a few loops around, a few somersaults and then land softly, hopefully, on your backside at the end on some nice, warm and rejuvenating grass. <laughs> so um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about psychonutrition now because The thing is, we approach mental health in a way in this society of trying to heal the mind because that's the way that our healthcare system, and let's face it, that's the way most of us have been by default brought up to believe you have something wrong with your stomach, you treat the stomach. You have something wrong with the head, you treat the head. You have something wrong with the mind and your thinking, you treat the mind and the thinking. There can be things that are underestimated though when you use that approach, you can forget about the power of the other things that can affect our hormones and then in turn affect our moods. So I think it's really important that it comes hand in hand. So I'm going to give you an example of some foods that could contribute to mimicking feelings of anxiety or indeed if you already have an underlying kind of anxious feeling that it would amplify it just to really open up to the possibility of the adrenal glands being overused it's so normal in our hustle and bustle kind of mode for us to tap into false energies or fight or flight mode in order to power through and that's almost been glamorized as well in many of the circles which we mix in especially with certain careers um maybe even the way that you've been brought up perhaps you've got parents who are high achievers or they have the imprints from their childhood of having to constantly be validated and to be achieving in order to feel that they are important or they are loved. And it's all about undoing all of the generational stuff. Um, That's really key. And I guess that's down to the mental and the emotional aspects to balance this out. But just to give you an insight into, for instance, anxiety, if you are leaning on the adrenal gland a wee bit too much, you're not having sufficient nutrients for whatever reason, maybe you don't have the best diet, Perhaps your gut is a bit compromised, there's more inflammation in the gut and the gut lining is finding it hard to absorb from your foods. So that can mean that what's happening is you are then feeling in order to get through, you're going against your inner voice and you're saying, no, I must do this, I must push through. And that can mean maybe leaning on things to help you through, like coffee, 
things that are high in caffeine, energy drinks, maybe you're having sugars and you might even feel that you might not have a lot of sugary snacks but you could be having a lot of fruit or a lot of fruit juice which some fruit juices can be the equivalent of a lot of oranges and a lot of you know natural occurring sugars which again are kind of giving you that quick fix but can come with a crash afterwards as well and then we've got that mindset of even when you're burned out rest is perhaps a bad thing so you start activating that adrenaline even more by going to the gym by um, not having sufficient sleep burning the candle at both ends or maybe you've found that by the time that you're going to bed at night you've been in adrenal mode and you've altered the brain waves so that they aren't really prepared for sleep and the lack of sleep is also then making you wake up already at a deficit in your natural energy so you then heavily lean on the things that you feel you need in order to get through and it's just a vicious cycle that I've been in myself and I know how hard it can be but I have to say through observations and previous clients and looking at my own life and the things that I had to really awaken to was this thing that you don't even question. It's almost like we've been brought up in a way where we're completely numb to the thought that anything that we're putting inside our bodies or we're absorbing through our bodies is not going to really be a problem. The only time you think it's a problem is if you ate something and it makes you sick or it gives you IBS or it gives you a feeling that is quite blatant, it's quite acute. But there are things that can rumble on in the background and it might be the fact that you've just missed out on a little element that you're doing in your everyday life that is causing a bit of a reaction that's making you feel. It could be contributing to you feeling more anxious or overthinking or feeling crashes and fatigue and depression and then you get into a mindset which then is more of that vibration so it really does work hand hand in hand and it's worth your while looking up the ways in which you can build up your natural energy again and try and eliminate or start to change things within your diet. Also looking at anti-inflammatory foods it's a huge concept and it should be something that has been amplified to us from early years but I think, to be honest, it has been kind of overlooked and I think that was one of the really key essential things in recovery from any chronic condition is reducing the inflammation in your body, not only eliminating where the, where the inflammation is coming from, it's also trying to use measures to get rid of it through your waste system, to um, not be adding to any inflammation in the body through your food sources and having enough movement or stretching and getting the, the lymphatic system moving, more detoxification, more hydration. So it's a whole new realm and I will be covering it in other podcasts. I do have previous podcasts about the gut health and how that can really play a part in things if you want to access those. Because this is a whole abyss of information to delve into, I'm going to be spreading this over two or three podcasts. So this one has been predominantly about energy, and about this sort of mode that we're in at the moment as a collective, what we're moving through, how we can look at how everything integrates and 
the holistic approach to life, what that actually means. It's not just purely looking at herbs and alternatives, it's actually looking at yourself and all the ingredients that come together and realising where root causes may be springing from. So I thought I would end it just to give you an idea of what I was meaning about things being hand in hand and the importance of food affecting mood. So this is a bit of an excerpt from a book, which is Psychonutrition and How to Control Your Moods with Foods. I've had this for years, but I find it quite good to delve into every now and then. It's by William Veda. And the introduction really sums this up. It says, Psychonutrition is the more popular name given to a branch of medicine that deals with nutrition and its effects on the mind. And this branch of medicine looks at the effects of natural chemicals such as vitamins, minerals and amino acids on the brain's chemistry. And in the 1950s, two psychiatrists, Dr Abraham Hoffer and his colleague Dr Osmond, discovered that certain people showed signs of mental illness if they were deficient in vitamin B and that other people's mental illnesses could be helped by administering large amounts of certain nutrients that were either deficient in their diet or for which these individuals had unusually high requirements. Both groups using nutritional therapy improved considerably and many of those individuals completely recovered. And it says even though the B3 treatment was successful and a great deal less harmful than the standard psychiatric regime of the 1950s, which was mostly ECT and insulin shocks and psychoactive drugs, the orthodox scientific community was still very slow to acknowledge these findings. So I just find that so interesting when you bring it together with all the other bits of information that you can source from medical journals and news that doesn't really make it too mainstream. And if you were to tie it all together, it's really pointing towards something huge that people could be actively helping themselves with. For instance, there are trials that happened with two groups of patients one being bipolar patients, so patients suffering with bipolar and those that were in a control group and they did not have a mental illness. So what they done was they took biopsies, I guess you could say, of the bacteria that was present in the gut flora of each patient and they compared it with the control group and what they found was the bipolar patients had sufficiently less amount of a certain good gut bacteria than the control group. And from this, they decided that it would have to have further research, but it was pointing towards certain bacterias of the gut being deficient could then alter your mental health and determine whether you were going to be a bit more susceptible to developing an illness or not. And then when you take some of the findings of a psychiatrist who's on Instagram called Doc Amen. He often does short videos that are just, it would blow you away because it's stuff that could be summed up in five minutes and for us to learn this at a collective level would be absolutely huge for moving forward um, and being less vulnerable. He actually takes a lot of information from brain scans and he tells you how things can be affected through things like brain injury, but also the blood flow. When it's a low blood flow to the brain, it can cause damage and that is now being linked, he says, to things like cannabis and alcohol 
smoking, various things which can cause a decreased blood flow to the brain. So that again is looking at external influences on your internal environment, including your minds, because everything actually integrates. And I could go on and, and come come out with even more that's that's obviously been looked at from a scientific or a medical point of view, and it's maybe perhaps some independent trials that need more funding. But I think it would not be harmful to look at everything collectively because I think the way we are going to go as a collective is the realisation of how wrong we got it by looking at everything from a separatist point of view. And we will lean more on some of the ancient theories and the ancient practices that perhaps we're well ahead of our times than what we actually believe. So with that, I'm going to leave you with some tunes now. Thank you for listening. If you have been interested in some of the content in this show, I just want to put it out there, a little plug for ouijiwellbeing.co.uk. We sell holistic gift boxes which are Ouija themed, so it's a bit of Glasgow banter done in a humorous way, but it's also in a way where for the person that's receiving the gift box, it's uplifting, it's a bit of cheek, but it has that underlying message of self-care, rebalance, and it might plant some seeds as well. And the profits go towards providing free community workshops, mostly for people in the youth and community groups, but I'll also be hosting a workshop in January in Sunny Govan Radio. And it's to get the message out there of many of the things that we might be overlooking when we don't look at ourselves in a holistic manner and ways in which we can take some control over some of the elements that we find difficult in our everyday life and really grow towards having a better health and well-being and then as a collective that means more of us are less vulnerable and as a collective we are planting seeds for the future generations. So give us a shout, follow us on Instagram, it's Ouija Wellbeing, that's W-E-E-G-I-E Wellbeing and the website is ouijiwellbeing.co.uk if you're looking for some ideas for Christmas. There is also a new box which has been released which is Billy Conley themed and it has a range of products all from local businesses in Glasgow and Renfrewshire so it's a, it is supporting small, it's supporting local and the big favourite of mine at the moment is the Raise Your Vibes kit which is a crystalline cleanse kit with a beautiful crystal water bottle, a crystal candle, Epsom salts, detox tea and a high vibrational book. So yeah, get into that and if you'd like to leave me feedback, I love to hear feedback on the shows if anything has kind of stuck with you, if you can relate to anything. I also do wellbeing sessions on a one-to-one basis. If you would like a health and wellness assessment, I can do that for you, an hour with a report and it's looking at all the unique circumstances that come together to help you look at ways in which you can move forward and make little tweaks to your everyday life. I'm leaving you with a bit of a recording that is more about energy on a different level and talking about how you can receive more from the universal energy or soul guides and how to work more with them and a higher realm. So take care, peace and love. I wanted to talk to you about the power of communication with the universe and our soul guides or angels. 
this is something that many would cast off and feel that it's pure fantasy. But once you begin to look at the human consciousness and the layers that are involved in this illusion that we're living in, you start to realise that we have such a small perspective when it comes to the actual reality of our existence. We exist in a three-dimensional universe and there are so many more dimensions. So our viewpoint is really much like a horse that wears blinkers. We just have tunnel vision and it's very hard for us to realise just as much as like um, an ant would not be as conscious of the birds in the sky. As humans, we feel because we're superior, that we have superior knowledge and we have the best perspective of the world and the universe that we live in. But it's good to remind ourselves of the fact that in many cases, we are like the ant. But even though you feel you might have come a long way, um, you might notice that your intuition <coughs> has grown to the point where you almost feel like it's it's not real. There's something quite supernatural going on that it almost feels like a movie in a way because of the instincts that you have or the lucid dreams or the messages that you receive through um, dreams, through numerology, through signs, symbols, through synchronicity, through things that you know aren't a coincidence through people that have been forced in your path and there's connections there that are quite uncanny and you can't describe um, or understand why someone that you bumped into the other side of the world, for instance, is actually someone that is connected directly to someone that you know back home. You can also explore, once your intuition has heightened, you can explore possibilities of communication with your soul guides and communication with the universe or the angels. And if you're not someone who likes to look at things from a spiritual point of view, if you want science and, and you need more hard facts, then we know that physics and science is now beginning to realise a lot more about energy and the world that we live in and the dimensions that are there that we are not we're not exposed to but also the fact that our chakras for for one um, our energy centers in our body most people have believed that there's seven chakras within the body but if you wanted to explore it from a different perspective an ego's perspective you can find that the chakras actually go out with the body to a higher realm whether you want to believe that or not, none of us have actually been able to explain the reason why we're all here. So it's good to be very open-minded with the possibilities. And we know that there's very little known about our galaxies and the universe and the absolute abyss that we are part of, um, a drop in a, a vast ocean, basically. What I started doing when I found my intuition was was getting stronger. I started communicating and asking for signs. These signs were quite intent, intense, basically. I was getting shown clear examples that I'm being protected and I'm being looked after. 
Um, and it, it wasn't coincidence. It was basically within minutes of asking for these signs, three different incidents happened. And there was intervention on all three of these incidents. And it's almost like they had a sense of humour, whether it was angels, soul guides, and other forms of energy. It's like they were they were trying to show me what they're capable of. And once I had that possibility opened up to me and tying it up with things that have happened all through my life, I've had dreams that have come true. I've had premonitions or things just placed into my mind that have been fabricated from nothing and it has been for a reason. I decided to start communicating more basically and looking into shamanic practice and how um, time doesn't exist. It's, it's just how we have chosen to understand things and understand the concepts and we do have the ability to communicate and integrate and be part of the past and the future and we can go back into our pasts and heal from trauma that happened within our past and heal the past versions of ourselves, and we can also go into the future and project what what we would like into our future if you are in a good zone and you're not harming others and you're not um, filled with ego and ulterior motives and you are in a good zone then you're just looking for a bit of assistance you can ask for assistance in whatever manner you you're looking for and just see what happens um, in our growth and healing and talking with angels and knowing how to interpret your dreams. There's there's a whole there's a whole mind blowing world out there for you to explore. Serenity Sisters Show is about navigating our modern life, culture and society. A holistic approach to unraveling the layers which contribute to our health and well-being raising awareness to stimulate positive change and peaceful acceptance. Looking within and finding your inner peace. On Sunny G 103.5 FM on the last Saturday of each month at 1pm. Visit serenitysister.co.uk for podcasts and other info.